If I'm doing heavy front squats and my back is rounding like a prawn coming out of the bottom, then that isn't specific enough for my liking as I would rather do lighter weights in that same line as I would follow where I would come out of a clean just to ensure that transference over into the clean. Welcome to the Waiting Game Podcast, a podcast where I attempt to bring more dialogue into the world of Olympic weightlifting and share my experiences and perspectives in the sport and resistance training in general. It was a perspective I wish was more accessible during my earlier years of training, so here is my attempt to bring that value to those who may be seeking it. Hello and welcome everyone to episode 38 of the Waiting Game Podcast. I am your one and only host, Brandon Wakeling. I'm an Olympian and multiple-time representative of the Commonwealth Games. For this episode, I'm going to be talking about the process of getting stronger as a weightlifter. As I've said in previous episodes, as much as it's important to have great technique, it's also important to remember you aren't exactly lifting marshmallows on each side of your barbell, and there needs to be an element of strength to be able to back yourself in the snatch and clean and jerk. With this process of gaining strength, though, it's not as simple as just generally being strong, as it's multifaceted. You need to have strength in a variety of movements to emulate the Olympic lifts. Being the strength in your pull, squat, overhead position, and alongside that, there's an element of speed, strength, and power underlying all of this also. So in this episode, I'm going to briefly cover my approach and general philosophy behind how I approach my training when it comes to gaining strength for weightlifting, and I'm going to cover specific exercises, their role, when I look to have them programmed, what weights I look to perform on the mat, and their specificity to weightlifting. So to start, I'm going to start with deadlifts and pulls. Starting with the deadlifts alone, as I like to segment these two as I approach deadlifts and pulls quite differently. When it comes to the deadlift being the snatch and the clean deadlift, I look to perform and program these more so at the earlier side of a training block, typically in high volume, and I don't look to always max these out at the end of the program, unless for enjoyment purposes, of course. With these deadlifts, I don't have a cap of how heavy I go when trying to build strength. The main thing I try to make sure when doing these is the specificity and the transfer in my line of movement. So when I do a clean deadlift, my main priority isn't exactly speed or weight. It is maintaining that same line of movement that I would perform the clean in. So in doing this movement, I'll then add a load up to the point where I'm still performing the reps to the quality, which will then transfer over to my Olympic lift. If I'm simply just trying to add weight and then compromise my line of movement, say perhaps to the point where my hips rise too early, my knees come back too far too early, essentially meaning I'm outside of that ideal line of movement that I would then perform the Olympic lift in. And I see that as more detrimental as opposed to building specific strength in those positions that I'm trying to load up in. When I say I prefer to do these in the earlier phases of the training block, this is because I want to build a solid base of strength to then later transfer into the lifts. I don't like doing too many of these later in the training blocks simply because of the fatigue that it can cause and the lack of speed in the movement. Because of this, these deadlifts will then later transition into more snatch and clean pulls within the block. Onto the topic of pulls now. Transitioning from prioritizing deadlifts, 
there's a major element added to these with the addition of the shrug and the extension phase. So this is power. And when it comes to the weights being performed in this exercise, unlike the deadlifts, I don't like surpassing my best snatch and clean by too much in this movement as opposed to the deadlift. Considering I'm still lifting within that right line of movement, I can go a bit heavier in those exercises. Simply with the pulls as to why I don't want to go too high is I don't see the value in it because of the compromise of speed and power in position in the movement as the weight increases too far over your best lift. If you're performing pulls at 120% of your best lift with the perfect line of movement with plenty of power and extension, then your pull certainly isn't one of the reasons behind why you may be missing lifts in this case. When I say power and speed, I'm referring to that differentiating factor that I brought up before between the deadlift and the pull variation, that being the extension phase. So as the weight is more in line with what you're actually lifting, what I like to focus on is generating as much power and force in the extension phase of the lift. As the deadlift focuses more on that foundational strength, which then ties in well to pulls where the focus is more on power and extension, which then ties in well to the transfer, to the snatch, and the clean. So typically as the program progresses, the deadlift heavy program will slowly transition into more pulls by the end, where I also won't tend to max these out, as I don't like to go anywhere near as heavy, and will end the program with doing sets of 2 to 3 at around 100% of my PBs at the time. I'll also make quick reference to high pulls, which has less to do with strength and more to do with speed, strength, and power, these I like to do with obviously less than my best lift, where the focus is solely on developing power in that extension phase, with obviously a higher pull as you're then transitioning to pulling up a little higher than you would in a normal pull. When comparing the snatch and the clean higher pull, I can obviously afford to potentially go closer to my best in the snatch, but only for minimal reps. There's also the opportunity to go heavier in these when performed off the blocks to then take out that first pull completely which can be a fun variation to perform where, of course, it's all about power and extension. Speaking of power and moving on to powers now, so the power snatch, the power clean, the power jerk. I know this obviously isn't in relation to absolute strength, but I thought that power and speed strength was worth mentioning. So these are exercises that I like to do more so during the earlier phases of the program, or perhaps even dedicate a program to be more power orientated. This sport isn't just reliant on absolute strength alone, which is the beauty of the lifts. It requires more than just one domain and one being you need to have power in order to maximize certain phases of the lifts, being the extension of the snatch, the clean, and the drive phase and the jerk. When I perform these, it's pretty self-explanatory, so I won't get too much into it, seeing as it's within the name, but power is my aim here. Of course, position and technique goes without saying, but I'm trying to generate as much power as I can to then eventually transfer into my full lifts when I go back to doing them. And just as I like to do with slowly transitioning my deadlifts into pulls, I then slowly transition the power variations into fulls. Something that I've noted in my own training is that sometimes the transfer from your powers into your fulls isn't exactly one-to-one -one immediate transfer. Just like the strength transference into your full lifts, there's time involved, and it isn't always immediate. I've had programs where my powers went through the roof, only to have my fulls then stagnate. But over time, I found eventually, even being the following program, I've had huge improvements to my full lifts where they finally started to catch up in that sense. Moving on from powers now, I'll now talk about squats and how I think about building stronger legs. 
Now this would certainly be in the domain that is probably on paper my strong suit. Although having that said, people do differ when it comes to body types, lever length, etc. Some people it is built to squat and therefore have larger gaps between their Olympic lifts and squat strength. Where also some people are built to have a larger gap between their Olympic lifts and pull strength. Typically your longer limbed athletes. I've also noted with these two types of athletes that there tends to be an inverse relationship where I know for me personally where I have quite a close pull strength to lift ratio where my squat strength to lift ratio is quite big where I know longer limbed athletes that their pull strength to lift ratio is quite big but they can manage to clean and jerk something that they can front squat for just two reps. Now when it comes to building leg strength, I do like to push myself quite hard in this regard, but of course, transference and specificity comes first and foremost. I remember being told once by an international Olympic level athlete that front squats help build the clean and jerk of course, back squats he said helps to snatch due to the angle of the torso being slightly more leaned over. Not sure how accurate that is, but I thought it was an interesting tag nonetheless. I find both squats certainly have well-rounded benefits, plus also building resiliency in the body to be able to cope with training. Being that if the body can obviously cope with the higher loads of the squats, it's more likely to be able to cope with the lesser loads of the Olympic lifts. Of course here, generalizing again, there's much more to it than that, but there's also some merit in it. Now when I push my squats, I like to push it quite hard to the point where I'm roughly at a rate of perceived exertion of around 9 out of 10 which can then help avoid any misses. And I try to make sure I put significant work to ensure my body's getting enough stimulus to be able to do more in future. Just like with the deadlift, however, I make sure that my position is key. So if I'm doing heavy front squats and my back is rounding like a prawn coming out of the bottom, then that isn't specific enough for my liking as I would rather do lighter weights in that same line as I would follow where I would come out of a clean just to ensure that transference over into the clean. Now earlier in the program, the aim is to have higher volume to then build a solid base of strength in a good position, although I'll still give a good opportunity to push these if I'm feeling good for it. I used to max out and do 1RMs at the end of the program, but I don't force myself to now, but if I know that I can PB at a certain weight and not fry myself in the process, I'll then do it because of the morale boost that'll give me, because hitting a PB is big, plus of course it's fun, which at the end of the day is the main thing. I find I can typically get away with maxing out my front squat without over fatiguing myself. I'm a little more careful with the back squat due to the higher load, but I play it by feel when the time comes. I generally don't max these out within 10 to 14 days before competition. I'll also quickly touch on pause and tempo squats as I like to add these in for a bit of variation. Plus, I also use overhead squats with a pause at the bottom as I see it very useful for me personally as it's one of my biggest weaknesses and it's a form of strength and stability that I certainly need to continuously prove on, and I think that's a common one for most athletes that aren't exactly good in that bottom position of the snatch. Overhead squats is also a good prerequisite before then doing snatch balance, so first gaining that confidence and stability in the bottom position can then transfer to doing more snatch balance work, confidently at least. Now with all of these strength movements and power movements that I've just talked about, I'm not going to talk on the exact periodization being the volume and intensity over a training program as I think periodization within itself can be its own topic for another episode as that's a very deep topic to then touch on. So 
I'll save that one for another episode, and I think I will end it there. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. I do appreciate everyone that listens. And as always, I see you all next week with another fresh episode. Talk to you then.